Welcome to the Reminger Report podcast on emerging technologies. Reminger Co. LPA is a full-service law firm with over 150 lawyers spread across 14 offices and serving states throughout the Midwest. My name is Zach Pyers, and I'm a partner in Reminger's Columbus, Ohio office. And I'm Kenton Steele, an associate in Reminger's Columbus office. This podcast on emerging technologies will examine how changes in technology and business models affect our daily lives and how the law is adapting to respond to these changes. Welcome to another installment of the Reminger Report podcast on emerging technologies. I am thankful to be joined today by one of our new associates here in the Columbus office, Motaz Mandili, who is going to provide us an update on some recent legislative developments out actually in the state of Washington. Um, it really deals with kind of the gig economy um, and how they deal with the gig economy workers. So we're really excited to be having Motaz on this episode. Motaz, if you would, could you tell us a little bit about this recent legislative development? Absolutely. So uh, Washington State has paid family medical leave for all of their employees. But as we've seen, gig workers aren't often classified as employees. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with it, paid family medical leave allows employees to take time off to take care of their families or their own medical situations. Um, and unlike the federal program, it actually does pay them for the 12 weeks that they take off. Now, in March 2022, Washington lawmakers passed House Bill 2076, um, the Expand Fairness Act, which gave Washington app-based drivers state workers' comp coverage, paid sick leave, um, guaranteed minimum pay for the minutes worked, miles driven, and trips made, and a requirement that drivers are provided with just cause for account deactivation, um, as well as protecting them from retaliation for exercising these rights. But it did keep gig kind workers as independent contractors, as we've seen in other states. This new decision, or I say decision, but I really mean statute, um, House Bill 1570, expanded the state's unemployment insurance and paid family and medical leave programs to the app-based drivers as well. It's the first state in the nation that we've seen that's provided app-based drivers with any kind of FMLA or unemployment insurance. Um, and while paid FMLA isn't normally provided in other states, it is a, a pretty big uh, benefit to provide to gig-based economy workers in uh, in Washington state. And tell us you know, and I think you've kind of already touched on this at least a little bit, but why is this so important, you know, um, as a development? Why, why, are we, why are we talking about this? Well, I, I, you know, as we've seen in other states, there's this balance that we try to strike between allowing independent, you know, independence in app-based um, gig workers and then, you know, providing them with benefits because a lot of them do work these jobs exclusively or work them full-time. Um, and then to see this expansion to unemployment insurance and paid FMLA, this is one of the biggest expansion of benefits um, for these workers while still allowing them the independence that they get from being independent contractors. It's truly a, a compromise that tilts a little bit more towards the workers than even Proposition 22, um, while still being a, a an acceptable compromise for the companies, state lawmakers, and labor leaders. Now, you mentioned Prop 22, just for our listeners who may not have listened to all of our podcasts, that that's commonly referred, that's 
based or that refers to, I should say, the legislation and the laws based out of California that address the and maintain the independent contractor status for a lot of these gig economy workers, but allowed the companies to to provide some benefits to them to the workers without class without having the workers end up being classified as actual employees, correct? Correct. Yeah. So um, tell me, if we look at this legislation, obviously, this is only based in the state of Washington. So it's not, it's not, you know, it doesn't have far reaching impacts over, you know, all 50 states, but kind of what do you see next with this? So I think we'll see two different, um, you know, changes. We've had cities like Austin, Texas, and New York City, where they've tried to push, you know, more protection or more worker-friendly uh, statutes. Then you have the states themselves of Texas and New York that have passed more limiting, um, you know, legislation that keeps the companies, you know, operating in the state. Um, what I think we'll see next is, you know, other states might see this and have the, you know, the thought to expand um, FMLA to their gig economy workers. Cities might try it as well, but depending on where the cities are located, sometimes the states might also come in and um, reduce that impact, especially with something like unemployment insurance, which would, you know, be paid out by the state and could have quite a, a large tax impact as well. Great. Motes, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. We really appreciate it. Hopefully we'll have you back on another episode soon. Thank you.